Coming Up is a podcast brought to you by the dedicated and diverse volunteers at 3CR. Just a quick message before you get there. For the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help us keep going. In 2023, we're asking our community to stay tuned, stay radical. We rely on the generous donations of community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate and show your support for community-owned and community-run media. Thanks for your support and happy listening. Get ready to add your support during our annual Radiothon. Stay tuned, stay radical. 3CR Radiothon Fundraiser, June 2023. To donate, call the station 0394198377 or donate online, 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radiothon 2023. Stay tuned, stay radical. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Beat out old trouble and drum. Beat out old trouble and drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Kick him out the door. Kick him out the We're just saying that no one else has ever wanted to do a selfie with us in the studio live. <laughs> we're just we're just a conduit for them. <coughs> G'day everybody, you're tuned into Radical Australia here on the Mighty 3CR with your host Joe Toscano and producer Kelly Whitworth. And this week we're returning to a guest that um, I had the pleasure of speaking with on um, International Women's Day a few weeks ago now, Sue Robertson, who is our, our media law trainer here at 3CR. Well, Welcome back, Sue. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> oh, wow, applause. <laughs> Sue, could I make a confession? Well, what's that? I need your help. Oh, no, no this is, this is a, not a good way to start this interview. <laughs> no, it is. I need your help. Okay. <laughs> I started here in 1977. Well, I, I hope just, you don't need my help with maths. No, I, <laughs> well, you didn't actually have media law training then, oh. and I've never actually done it. Do you oh. think, after 47 years that I should be re-educated. I think we all have something to learn all the time, Joe. You're kidding. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this. He's screwing his face we, up, listeners. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a good time. Now, what I like about you, you Sue, not that I've met you oh, before. I'm concerned about that. <laughs> I like the fact that you opened the door to Kelly and I after we've pigged out across the road at the uh, little restaurant, which is going to offer a little... Uh, Voucher, isn't it, for our radio for an effort in two weeks' time? Oh, nice. So you opened the door, and that was very pleasant of you. It was. I thought you were yeah. just helping the elderly, but that's mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. And the second, you can have your drink, don't worry, because I'm, right. I'm filling I'm in time here. while you're having your drink. All right. And the second thing I like about you is the fact 
that you've just been to Sicily. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I like about you is that you're a loser like me. <laughs> okay. I heard, I heard that on yesterday's program on Done By Law, mm-hmm. that somebody had to panel operate That's for right, you. Because I you am, don't have the skills. I'm useless at it. <laughs> I can tell everybody media law, but, you know, I cannot operate that panel like the yeah. fabulous Kelly. Yeah. And um, it's mm. always nice to know mm. there are others mm. in the same boat, Joe. Well, look, why Kelly. Don't, why don't you panel? I've, I, I learned once just before I started on, um, on as a broadcaster mm. just before COVID. And then, mm. of course, I'm, I'm super good at, at you know, mm. remote um, pre-recording using Zoom and editing and the whole shebang and uploading, but sitting behind that panel freaks me out. Yeah. You just so haven't had much opportunity to have a go. Uh, yeah. No. No, Kelly, it doesn't work that way. Sue and I have the John Laws complex. Oh, I'm not sure if I want to be associated with John Laws. No, no, no. We have a complex. We didn't say you have to mm-hmm. be associated. Mm-hmm. We're too good to waste our time. Oh. Panel operating. We need to focus our energy on what we're saying. You on law, right. me on talking to you. Okay. That's why we've got people like Kelly, yeah. you know, to do all the pushing the buttons. Yeah. It's mm. the John Law syndrome. I'll, I'll leave that one <laughs> attached to you, Joe. I'm not going <laughs> to Now, Sue, gonna I'm, take it on at all. Unfortunately, I didn't listen to the little chat you had with young Kelly. Oh. But I understand you were a flight attendant. I was. Wow. For, for what company? For well, I started it in TAA and then Australian Irons, and of course that became Qantas. So, ah. yes. And how many years did you do this for? Nineteen and a half. Oh my God! Any yeah. amorous encounters? Amorous encounters. <laughs> I mean, he's been a flight you attendant. Said you for... weren't going Joe, to ask. I didn't ask. I didn't. Kind of I, I didn't no, no, what no. I'm talking in the about air, stays in the air. Yeah. What I'm just saying <laughs> is, what I mean by a- amorous encounters, I mean people being. Kind of oh, me, busting people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's as far as it goes. <laughs> 19 years. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, what, I studied law while I was, while yeah, I was flying. For what? Well, you were flying in the air. You studied law. Absolutely. You didn't, you I, didn't, that's I, why I didn't I get my cup part-time. of coffee. That's correct. I remember you. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> I wasn't the one who was acting inappropriately, I can assure you of that, because I was actually in the window seats and my arm wasn't that long. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So did you have to put up with customers like that? I was trying to get in the 19 years you were there. Yeah. It was a different world, wasn't it? It was. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm, flight attendants were seen as available. Well, yeah. The real role of flight attendants was never promoted mm. and I don't think it is still and it's it's a, actually flight attendants wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the safety requirement of the Civil Aviation Authority. So um, that's why flight attendants are on board aircraft to look after your safety um, in the case of an emergency which can be something that happens in flight or um, you know when you land and we had a bit of an event when we when we on the recent trip so um, Recent yeah. trip? Yeah, when I was in heading back from Sicily, we had an engine failure and out of Rome and had to head to Athens. That's all right. Mm. You got to see Athens. Not really. Athens Airport's less than interesting. But did you spend the night at Athens Airport while <laughs> no, they changed eight the engine? Hours. 
eight hours. It took them eight hours to change the engine? Oh, no, they didn't. Cha- they ferried in a new aircraft and a new crew and the whole shebang. Really? Mm-hmm. So in the 19 years you were a flight attendant, you never had this issue? N- which issue? A failed engine. No, didn't have a failed engine. It had bits and pieces, but yeah. Not a failed engine. So what was it like? You were on the aircraft. You're on your way to Rome, are you? When no, the engine from fa- Rome. From Rome. From Rome to... Uh, Dubai. Dubai. And uh, did you actually hear anything or...? No, no. It was, um, when I say an engine failure, um, well, we don't really know, but Mm. um, my guess is that it was an engine shutdown because of some indicator in the cockpit that there was something wrong with the engine. So there wasn't any explosion or anything like that or noises or shuddering in the aircraft. Mm. It was just... Mm. You know the little screen that has the the um, map yes. that shows where you're going. Well, yes, it we ha- we had a big U-turn <laughs> happening, and um, and we were down at um, twenty thousand feet instead of much higher, which is um, where you can. Th- mm. There's a limit to a how how high you can fly and how uh, on one engine and so on. So um, we were going more slowly and at a lower altitude, mm. and. Right. For us mm. novices who fly occasionally, mm-hmm. when you book a ticket on an airline, mm-hmm. what do you look at? Do you when look I at, book a ticket? Yes. Do you look at safety or you just cheap, the cheapest ticket? What do you do? Uh, mm, Good bit question. Bit of both. Bit of both. Have a bit of inside knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're asking you. That's why we well, want to know. I belong to lots of forums mm. that are um, current and ex- um, airline staff, mm. cabin crew and pilots. And and so, you know, I know which airlines to avoid and which ones I would fly with. And we flew with Emirates. Absolutely, I'd fly with Qantas. Um, the the three Middle Eastern airlines are really, mm. really good. But, you know, this mm. is not an advert for them. So No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I, <laughs> but, rem- um, yeah. I remember I once flew mm. Air Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. I think in the late 70s, and mm. I regret that choice. That's all Do I'll you? say. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything. I know <laughs> nothing about it. No, but you, you would <laughs> Emirates, Qantas. But so when you look at it, it's not just price. No. Right. Okay. Well, that's mm. good. That's good to know, <laughs> especially from somebody your, of your tender years that uh, <laughs> you don't just look at price because we, we normally just look at price, don't we? Um, I mean, idiots like I me. I guess so. Idiots like yeah. me. Kelly doesn't. She actually looks at safety all the time. When do I ever go on a plane? <laughs> Kelly's looking quite confused there. Well, <laughs> well she lives with her parents. <laughs> she's now giving Joe the bird. No, she, <laughs> Love she, it. She's, she's, she's telling me that she's got a problem with her finger. It's called itchy. A, it's itchy. <laughs> you're, you're coming to money, Kelly. All right. Law. Why law? Oh, well, when, when I was a flight attendant, I was actually the state secretary of the Flight Attendants Union. Oh, not one of you people. Yeah, delegates. one of us, yeah. yeah. Well, well, you're an organiser. Well, the state secretary, you said. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's um, higher than an organiser. <laughs> you organise the organisers. Sort of, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. anyway, um, I also went through the pilot's dispute and so I, ah, I kind of hung around. Good, good, good. We, could you refresh people's... Memory about the pilot yeah. dispute. Is this the one with in the nineteen eighties? Yeah, tell yeah. us about that one. Well, that's when um, basically the uh, airline pilots and the and the airlines um, came to a sort of uh, 
standstill in their negotiations about um, wages and conditions and so on. And um, the airlines basically said, nah, stuff you. And the, and the pilots actually resigned en masse. And um, that sort of left the industry um, without anyone to fly aircraft. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, and as I was going through all of that and part of that that drew me into the union and uh, so I got to hang around a lot with industrial officers who are basically the lawyers that work at, at unions and uh, I got really interested in law then that's that's what got piqued my interest piqued your interest an industrial mm. dispute piqued your interest yeah and I thought I was going to be an industrial lawyer and that mm. didn't happen <laughs> well why? what happened well, I, well, as I was studying law, so I studied law part-time while well, I was what, flying what part-time. What alma mater? La Trobe University. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so I studied arts, combined arts law degree mm. over 10 years part-time. And while I was studying, I was funding my degree while I was flying at the same time. So I was doing both. So hang on, you weren't a, you're not old enough to have had a free education like me. No, no, I had to to pay. You you still got your hex debt or is it No, no, I paid it up front. You paid? Yeah, I used my Oh, that's right. You were a flight attendant, I was flying to pay for it. How much was it worth in those days? Oh, I don't know. It was introduced in my second year of uni and, Mm. you know, it was the thin end of the wedge. It was. Don't ask me about that. I've got a very strong opinion about, you know, our education should be free. It's an investment in all of our future. Mm. Mm. Anyway. So I, um, where were we up to? <laughs> well, well, you're at La Trobe. Yeah. You, you go, we were going to do, in, well, you, not me, you were going to do industrial law, mm. and then for some reason you turned. Well, I didn't turn. I actually um, volunteered at Fitzroy Legal Service, oh, which in those part. days oh, no, in those no, days was no. in um, Johnson Street yeah. in you, a shop front. You know where... That I'm woman working there works at the at moment. You working at Fitzroy? <laughs> yeah. Yay! I knew I liked you, Kelly, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, I won't go into it, but yeah, I'm 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 there at the moment. She's become a wage slave, a contractual <laughs> wage slave. That's why she'll be able to move out of her parents' place. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I volunteered while I was studying mm. um, in the Tuesday night crew, and um, there was a, a group of us that always worked together every Tuesday night doing the night service, which was a a shop front drop in service, and um, that was what got me interested in community law. Um, I always knew I would never be your corporate lawyer type, just mm. not my jam at all. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, that's – and so when I finished my law degree, I applied for um, my articles of clerkship at Fitzroy Legal Service and was lucky enough to get them there. That's amazing. Mm. I am just amazed that there are two people here – that have cut their teeth at the Fitzroy Legal Service. <laughs> now, I've always been interested in the yeah. night work. Uh-huh. What did that entail when you were a volunteer at the Fitzroy uh-huh. Legal Centre? Well, What type there of was... people would turn up? Oh, just all sorts of people. All sorts of people. That from... doesn't tell me anything. All sorts. <laughs> it's like licorice, isn't it? Excuse me for a sec. I'm just going to cough, Kelly. She's going to cough. Yeah, this is. Look, we don't worry Excuse about me. a cough button. We just, we just cough. Just we cough just into cough. the microphone because there's anyway. a screen between us. I'll be all right. Yeah. We don't care about you. So, um, look, there were all sorts of people from yeah. um, so some sex workers right. um, to so homeless people. Why would they be coming? To many why, people. Why, from, why, 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 why? Why are they coming? Oh, community law is it's free and mm. 
It's about um, issues that are associated with being in a vulnerable place in your life. Um, and um, so they were often there for criminal. We had criminal practice, mm-hmm. um, family law practice. Um, we had some civil practice. We did um, a well-known mm. case so, so would there. You, well, sorry, the well-known case? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> well, it was well known at the time. Excuse me. Sorry about that, Kelly. How are your eardrums? <laughs> um, it was um, against the um, Victoria Police for a baton charge at a at a protest, a parents' protest at Richmond, uh, the Richmond Secondary School. Yeah. Um, and so you know all sorts of things like like that. People would come in with all sorts of stuff, and we had a volunteer team that was um, law students and um, lawyers and barristers and sometimes judges that came in and, and just talked to these people and gave them advice for free. Mm. Would they mm. drag you to the out-of-court uh, magistrate sections, bail hearings? No, no. I have you... done a bail appearance, but not, not in that part of my right. practice Right, so, life. yeah, it sounds, sounds like uh, interesting work. So how many hours would you put in every Tuesday? Um... Well, the night service was open from about six till about nine, mm-hmm. um, but it was quite erratic. And um, the the longer I was there, the more um, people we had to turn away, actually, which <laughs> which was really hard. Which is good. No, that's good because it means they value your advice. Well, yeah, but it also meant that there was demand that is a little unnerving when mm. you're dealing in poverty law. Mm. So um, anyway, we. Uh, and it also depended on who. Sometimes the lawyers who were volunteer lawyers who were coming after work couldn't come because something in their life some meant that they couldn't be there. So that might mean there were less lawyers to give the advice, mm-hmm. and law students couldn't. We could help with taking the instructions and doing research and stuff like that, but we couldn't give the advice. So, um, uh, yeah. So it was a, a little bit erratic. So um, how many years did you volunteer there for? About four. Four. Mm. That's, mm. that's a, a long contribution. Mm. Yeah. No wonder they employed you as, for your articles. <laughs> oh, I had, it was quite competitive, that <laughs> article clerkship position. Um, I can position. imagine. So how many people yeah. did you compete with? Oh, I don't know. They didn't have a I don't know, you. but they no. brought me back twice. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, One I'm, of the good things about that um, yes. volunteering was that we were quite a tight-knit um, Tuesday night crew and we used to go mm. and debrief about all the interesting yeah. clients we had down at the prov. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm, the I'm, yeah, well, I'm very, very <laughs> proud of Kelly because she went for an interview down there and they offered her the job almost on the spot and well, confirmed it the next day. That's not surprising, is it? I know, it's not. Mm-hmm. but I'm very proud. For years she'd been a producer on this program and I kept saying to her, get a real job. This, <laughs> this isn't going to lead nowhere. And she did it, and she's really good at her work. Yeah, but it's well, not about her today, that. it's about you. So I'm wh- happy to talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> so what's articles? What, what, what does that mean? Oh, that's, that's your first year of practical experience that you have to do. Now it's um, turned into um, your, your practical um, qualification, so it's a postgraduate qualification. So when you finish law, mm-hmm. you finish your law degree, you don't automatically have the right to become a lawyer. You have to do your articles of clerkship or your practical qualification equivalent um, now and um, then you have to be admitted to practice and that involves another lawyer fronting up in court and saying, yes, 
I vouch for this person. They're a they're a good and proper person, a fit and proper Ooh, person who, to be a lawyer. And who vouched for you? My my principal, my supervisor at Fitzroy Legal, Legal Service, Service, Angela. She was fantastic. That came mm-hmm. went to court and said you're a fit and proper yeah. person. Little did you know about you, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, my one of my I used to joke with um, some of my um, friends. Um, when I was doing my article, so my uh, friends that I'd, I'd gone through uni with, mm. uh, not joke, but say, you know, in, in my articles year, one of the first things I had to do was I was required to go to the anti-compulsory sentencing rally. <laughs> and right. They're like, oh, we're researching commer- some commercial law <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> dispute and I'm out on the streets with banners. and. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, loved, I love Fitzroy Legal Service. I love the community legal centre sector, which is why I've spent... All of my practice life, Excuse pretty much. Excuse me. There. So, when you got your articles, mm-hmm. uh, was that Angela? Was it who vouched for you? Yeah. Yeah. You I did, was admitted to practice. Yeah, you didn't actually apply for a corporate job. No. What's wrong? You with look you? confused there, Joe. I'm confused. <laughs> I mean, don't all lawyers kind of no. dream of being Apparently. part of the corporate world, <laughs> being being a partner in some huge, mm. you know, PwC network? No. Well, I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. No, What's I wrong with you? You've got no anything. ambition to, to rip people not. off? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Apparently too? not. I can't believe this. <laughs> you, I thought you were a loser. Now I know you're a loser. You're <laughs> like me, right. a bulk billing doctor. It's <laughs> pathetic. And you've worked for the community. Mm-hmm. So have you been a Fitzroy Legal Service all oh, your no. life? No, no. We, no. We, no, I went. Um, so... The Articles of Clerkship was sponsored by one of the large commercial firms. So uh, thank you to that firm. I won't say who they are, but they know who they are. And um, well, But didn't... it only was funded for a year. How, how do they know who they are? Did you, because uh... they continue to fund it. Kelly knows who it is. Yeah, but... but um, <laughs> and she's, she's pretending she doesn't. <laughs> no, but I... Um, it's a yeah, large commercial firm that yeah, but, um, you, I, invests... I thought you didn't blot your co- copy book when you oh. were there. No, 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 no. 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 Oh, that's it's just right that there. it's yeah. it's okay. a one year hmm. um, position. You're yep. guaranteed. You're not. You're only guaranteed the year. Yep. And unless someone from the actual service leaves, there's no there's no spot. And how there wasn't about, a how spot. How about if they die? Well, if they die, then I well, guess couldn't you, couldn't you arrange something? <laughs> I mean, you're in this beautiful commercial law practice. I could. Oh, s- I wasn't there. <laughs> I could see you. You know, mm. at the future in commercial law. Yeah, no. No? No. So what happened after that year? So I then um, went to v- VU. I went to v- teach U. at Victoria University. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Right. At, <laughs> and to their very new law school because one of my Hang on, lecturers... Hang what, what year was that? Oh, yeah, on. good good question. I have to think about that. I'll get back to you on that one. It's <laughs> was it this 90s. century or last century? No, last century. Last century. Yeah, Why 19... would they employ a little, you know, little person must like you? To, uh, 1998. No, it must have been earlier than that. It was. Oh. I did my. I was admitted in. Oh, it might have been 2000. 2000. And oh. early mm. 2000s. I was admitted in 2001. Well, I can't remember. Right. Anyway, hang so on. I'm a bit confused. So am I. You, gra- what, you graduated, what, 97? No, no, no. I finished in 1999 and did my articles in 2000 and was admitted in 2001. And so then, I started and, and then you at went Victoria teaching. University. Yes, I teaching. did. Teaching? 
Yeah. With a two-year law degree. Well, were they, I, I wasn't, they, they must have been. One <laughs> well, of my, one well, of my ex-lecturers was... Uh, was uh, I don't want to go down that path yeah. about your ex-lecturer, please. Okay. It could be kiddies listening to this program. It's, <laughs> it's between four and five. Right? Okay, not sure what that means. But <laughs> Nothing, anyway. no, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. They could, they, He's they being may, silly. He's being no, silly. No, I'm just thinking maybe there's a bit of nepotism involved, but uh, we won't do that. No, I had to apply. I had apply. to apply. He, yeah. he encouraged me to apply for um, the role. And um, so what was when, the you're role? A, when you're an academic, yeah. you... You started, you know, at the, the bottom what, tutor? and tu- being a tutor and yep. that's where I was a tutor and a research assistant and right. did some teaching then and then I decided I actually did want to go out and, and do some, get some more practice experience and I went to a number of different uh, contexts. I went to the Environment Defender's Office and... Um, What's that? That's a specialist. It's now called Environmental Justice. Australia, and it's one of the community legal centres here in um, Melbourne, but there's a network across Australia. Are they responsible for the closure of the old growth forest industry? Because of um, the successful Supreme Court challenge. Uh, could be. Late last year. Yeah, yeah. could be. They probably Bloody were involved radicals. in it. They're everywhere. Yeah, Bloody yes. radicals. Bloody radicals. Awful, just, isn't it? It is awful. It is awful. <laughs> All those lead beaters possums are going to survive. Yeah, that's right. It's about right. time they became extinct, but that's yeah. another story. So, so, so what, you kind of hawked yourself between law firms for a number of years? Community legal centres. Community. So what's mm. the difference between a, a law firm and a community legal centre? Profit. So one is done for profit mm. and the other one is a not-for-profit. So community legal centres are like legal aid, um, except that legal aid is the government not-for-profit legal service and community legal centres actually have a history of um, growing up out of their communities, out of out of identified community need and it's all legal um, advice, support um, and advocacy for free. So the difference is in a law firm you're doing it for profit and in a community legal centre you're doing it for the passion and the love and the care for your fellow human being. Oh Isn't that God. right, Kelly? She's not It is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm yawning. <laughs> it's pretty amazing the kind of issues that, that I've seen so far, the kind of issues that the lawyers can mm. can tackle that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis mm. and mm. It's so different from the private sector where you might be you know, involved with the dispute between two neighbours about some their car or their yeah. property. This is all about more social justice issues, That's I would right. say. Yeah. Mm, yes. Very yeah. different. Community based. Kelly's justice in a honeymoon issue. phase as far as community legal centres. That lasts are a long time. I've it been, doesn't? I've been You're still in the honeymoon 20, phase. More than 20 years, and I still am. So, so I work at com, com, uh, the Consumer Action Law Centre now, so it's a oh, right. consumer law. Right. Who funds them. all these community? Oh well, there's it's a combination of funding. Mm-hmm. So where would funding um, come from? It comes from state government and federal government, and grants from philanthropic mm-hmm. organisations. Depends mm-hmm. on what the work is, mm-hmm. and um, how the community legal centre decides to go for funding for the particular kind of work they mm-hmm. they want to do. So mm-hmm. most of them have. Um, what I would call patchwork funding, which is kind of imagine a patchwork quilt, you know, 
bits and pieces and, and stitched you, together. And so do you get people leaving their estates to a community? Oh, I wish. You wish? <laughs> you, you don't? <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> if you want to leave your money, yeah. <laughs> these well, are important. There's, yeah. uh, Kelly, I think there's about 40 or 50 in Victoria now, community legal centres. I don't know, but I was surprised to hear that. How many volunteers do you think there might be at, at a centre like um, Fitzroy Legal, Joe? Oh, Fitzroy Legal has been there since about 19... It was 76. the second one in Australia. How many That's volunteers right. you know what the, do you, you know think what the first the one was? Yeah, Redfern. No. Yeah. No. It was. I'll bet you the house. Across the road, because <laughs> uh-huh. I was involved, Yeah. at 42 Smith Street, across mm-hmm. the road, there's a hairdresser now, yeah. Collingwood, other side. Not, yeah. I mean, not like us, on Fitzroy yeah. side, they're on the Collingwood side. On the Collingwood side, oh, yeah. Uh, the people from, <laughs> there was the Collingwood Free Store. Mm-hmm. And in 18, not 18, 19. 18, yeah. in the 1800s, 19, definitely first, Joe. 1971, <laughs> yeah. they had a free legal aid service. Right. Okay. And that should be acknowledged because I know the Fitzroy Legal Service likes to think they were the first in Victoria. Mm. They were not. I've we were closed research. down by the police, but that's a difference. I've done some matter. research on that, and that didn't yeah. appear anywhere. So well, I'll it go should. back. Look at it. Yes, look I at will. it. Look at mm-hmm. it. Collingwood Street. Probably Tree not Store. documented anywhere, is it? No. Uh, it would have been documented. Yeah, because no, uh, they the destroyed were, all their files. No, <laughs> the police were there almost every second day. Let's but, backtrack uh, one moment. How many volunteers do you think? I reckon every everyone. It's a bit like three CR. We got about around four. 400 volunteers, I reckon about 200 for each legal Over service. Over 400. Over 400, yeah. yeah. Just so, for Fitzroy. I was yeah. astounded. Yeah. yeah. But that's the biggest. Wouldn't that be the biggest in Victoria? Oh, uh, no. No? no. Um, mm. Consumer action's quite large, but we don't have a big volunteer workforce, mm. but West Justice is another one that's really large. Yeah, that would be. Southside yeah. Justice. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a really strong volunteer base so, that so comes what? from law students usually. Mm. Law yeah. students, right. Yeah. They, and they help people with wills. That type of stuff? Um, no, not anymore. Not very much. You can no. buy a will kit online yeah, and but, you know, get yeah. get some help from the state yeah. trustees, and you know, like that's, that's a privately owned organisation. Give me a break. <laughs> come on, are you into privatisation of community um, law firms? Come yeah. on, state trustees—they haven't got a good reputation. Okay. Well, anyway, that's why that's why you wills need. are not something because most of the people that come to community legal centres are not affluent. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. I know you look surprised about that, but I'm it's shocked. true. I thought and I thought most of your clientele would be from Turak. And that's uh, right. No, it yeah, is right. That's right. Well, they're not. They're not. <laughs> that's right. Although Get it we right, did have Joe. one. Get it right. We did have one once, but yeah, well, yeah. you can find yourself in difficult yeah. circumstances. Although you live in Turak, yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. So mm. yeah. Anyway. ACR's annual Radiothon fundraiser launches in June. We need your financial support to be independent, community controlled and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon keeps the station radical and enables us to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2023. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. Hello. 
This is a short message from 3CR. We're a community radio station, and right now we're seeking community donations so that we can keep the station going. Please consider what you can donate to help us stay on air. Full details at 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Enjoy your podcast. Go so on. you've been hawking yourself between yes, centres. community legal centres for quite a Tw- long time. Over I've 20 been years. in the sector, over but I also years. taught at university for 10 years. So the Lamborghini that's parked at the front of Frisia <laughs> is not yours. In my dreams. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it belongs to a drug dealer you're representing. No? 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 I would never. Well, hang on. No. <laughs> No, I'm not going no, to say anything there. I'm not going to say anything there. No, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. So it's not your Lamborghini. I didn't even see the Lamborghini <laughs> at the front. I'd still be out there if there was. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, in his, it's in his mind. It's, it's in, in his, his dreams. Brain. When no. I went to Sicily, I saw a Lamborghini police car. Yeah, well, mm. why not? Mm-hmm. Well, how and do I also you, saw a Fiat 500 think, police how, car. Who do you think finances the Sicilian I police? Wonder. Who do you think finances the Sicilian police? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to ask you about your Sicilian holiday. I don't want to ruin it for you because obviously you walked around Sicily with your eyes closed, but that's a different mm-hmm. story. But what were you doing in Sicily? What do you mean? How long ago On were you holiday. there? It's called a holiday, Joe. Just, I- just a couple of weeks ago. What made you go to Sicily of all places? Like Kelly said, it's called a holiday. Yeah, but why there? There's a lot of places in the world you can go oh, to. Oh, because I've always wanted to go to Sicily. And why? And why not? No, but why? <laughs> because I mean, it's 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 a place where many cultures meet, you're have kidding. met. Really? I know you know. I don't know anything. Yes, you do. No. So anyway, it's a place, a super interesting place that's full of history and culture and. Mm-hmm. Gelato and yes, <laughs> and canola. Nice yes. weather. <laughs> yes. Nice weather. Good coffee. Coffee. Yes. What can I say? Palm trees. Sounding good. Palm trees. Good wine. Um, uh, rough wine. It's not that good. Oh, I liked the wine. You like the you wine? Know, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm a bit rough. You I know? think maybe yeah, it's very rough Italian wine. Yeah. I just had some imported from Mount Etna, mm. where mm. my folks come from, and it's mm. I paid a big dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Under a hundred. Thought I'd impress my dinner party guests. Under under a hundred for 100. what? Twenty bottles. <laughs> Twenty five. <laughs> they weren't impressed. Did you go to Messina? No, you asked me that outside before, no? Yeah, but nobody, but nobody knows what I asked you outside. Well, I'm you telling know. them now. Yeah, you know why I asked you? Why? Come on. You missed because the, that's where you come from. No, no? that's where your oh, family comes from. I, don't I know. told you where my family comes from, but yeah, you didn't we've listen. Forgotten already. Yeah, yeah you've forgotten. forgotten. Yeah, Sicily. Messina <laughs> has is very famous, and it's not what you think it's for. That's gelato. Polenta. No, <laughs> there is one sweet shop in Messina for every six hundred men, women, and children. Is that right? Could you imagine? I Could you imagine? Lot, so. But yeah. not Messina. Yeah. Rotten teeth. Everyone's getting around mm-hmm. with rotten teeth. Is that what you're saying? No. What are you saying then? It is. It's, it's, a, it's, it's Nirvana. Facts. It's Nirvana. It's not obscure fact. It's Nirvana. Can, you mentioned so cannoli, like, sweets, yeah. almond biscuits. Mm-hmm. And you went to Taormino. Yeah, Taormino. That, yeah. that was a disappointment, wasn't it? It's a very beautiful place. It is, but there's but a lot of... But it is completely touristy oh. and didn't feel like I scratched the real no. the real Taormina. Is that, uh, is that where the cruise ships come in? 
they come into Catania yeah. and then they bus them they up bus to Taormina. Yeah. And um, why is that yeah. town out of all the out of oh, any because of those it became touristy. famous because of the series White Lotus that's just been is on. That why? That's where it was filmed. Oh, my yeah. and so all these people are there looking for the White Lotus Hotel and the yeah. and the big piazza and it, well, it was it was it's, it's such a famous. beautiful it's place. It's beautiful. It's been it's famous. Absolutely exquisite for over two thousand years. It's yeah. been it's always been the beautiful amphitheater. Mm, yeah. It's yeah, always yeah. been the home for the rich and famous oh, thousands yeah. of years. Yeah. yeah, You should have taken the train ride round. We did. No. We did not. We around didn't. Mount Etna. Oh, okay. The no, Ferrovia. I've heard, then you would have, then, I had heard of that. But. Then you would have seen the real Sicily, but that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So you're working for some consumer Yeah, thing. Consumer Action Law Centre. What the heck's that? That's a community legal centre that specialises in consumer law. So... Um, Looking after pe- people with um, uh, in who are who are financially vulnerable um, for all sorts of reasons, and it's it, we also house the National Debt Helpline office here in Melbourne. So that's a nationwide service, but the Melbourne base is in our office. So we have the same pretty equivalent sized teams of lawyers and financial counsellors, and the financial counsellors do the National Debt Helpline, and it's a really one of the things I love about this particular community legal centre is the combination of the service between lawyers and financial counsellors. It's quite powerful. Mm. Do people have debt? Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Shit, yeah, yeah, she says. I've got debt. Have you got debt? Oh. <laughs> but a lot oh, of Joe people. loves debt. Joe loves debt. He yeah. loves accruing debt. <laughs> My uh, my aim is to die in debt, debt so that I can cheat. Well, most but people, lots of people, you, you have debt, dream. but yeah. but mm. it's where debt is out of control, and mm. um, and and uh, the consumer, in whatever circumstance, has been um, treated poorly by. You're kidding. Yeah, I know you look surprised there. Financial Jones. institutions. Financial institutions, I mean, insurance I, I, companies. I occasionally, I occasionally <laughs> watch... Car dealers. I occasionally <laughs> watch world movies. I don't watch much TV. Mm-hmm. And there's this bank that tells me that it's more than money. <laughs> and then they it actually have ads. <laughs> and then when I walk into my local Westbank branches, which are disappearing at a rate of knots these days, mm-hmm. it says... If you have financial issues, please contact us. Now, that's the last thing you would do, isn't it? Contact your bank. Well, I would suggest contact the National Dead Helpline. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, because, because things are a bit tough now. And, and things all are really the ads- tough. And, and our, our National Dead Helpline lines have really, like, arced up this uh, year. It's they? gone up by something like 40%. Mm. The mm. People are in real strife. Yeah. How about this thing where you, this um, computerised lay-by systems we have these days? You mean buy now, pay later? Yeah, that's just a lay-by system. That's just lay-by. Yeah, well, that is that's about to be dealt with by the federal government. There's mm. a lot of all of mm. the community um, consumer-based organisations supporting um, uh, community um, protection in consumer law are. Um, 
actively working on getting some controls over the um, buy now, pay later system, which, by the way, was invented in Australia. Something to be proud of, not. <laughs> That's no, really no, no, bad. No, 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 it's just lay by. You know, it's the problem. But you is, get you get the stuff. At, you know, I understand you the get difference. It. Yeah. And the mm. and people go to different mm. buy now pay later That's companies. Right. There are yeah. many of them, and mm. they don't check that you have other ones, and so you can accumulate mm. these debts. And now people are using. You know, it's really like it's a problem when people are using it to pay for health for their groceries, mm. you know, that that really indicates like that's a red light for me that there's our support systems are, are a bit skewed. They're a bit out of control and not focused in the right way um, because, you know, people should not be using um, lay-by. They shouldn't be putting their dental health or their, their mm. physical health or, or their, their or groceries. Their, or their breast enlargement. Well, no, that's or their, not that's or, or You know, no, these days... Mm. You can go into a plastic surgeon. I know you can, but they're not the people we're dealing with. No, no, but I'm <laughs> saying you can take out a debt. Seriously? I know you can. You can you pretty it, much do it uh, for uh, everything. Travel. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, plastic surgery is huge. That's uh, how they get you mm-hmm. in through the front door. I've mm-hmm. been there mm-hmm. looking for to improve my is face. Is there something I should yeah. notice, Joe? <laughs> well, my face. <laughs> Have you noticed that it's the wrinkles are gone? <laughs> no. <laughs> So are you no sa- comment. Didn't are you Didn't saying work. this th- bodgy job, botch job? Yeah, on TV next on that program, botch plastic surgery. Now getting back to so these agent, this agency you're working for, this consumer agency, so they not only put band aids and stop people hemorrhaging, but you also act as a, mm. a pressure group, political pressure group. Absolutely. So at the, so what, at the state and federal level. Yeah, at any level that's necessary. So mm. all community legal centres mm. do that. Mm. They they draw from the casework that they're seeing mm-hmm. um, and pick out themes, you know, what, what are the strong themes that we're seeing? And then they advocate in um, places of power to get change so that, so that um, these themes mm. are um, appropriately dealt with in those, in those places of power. Whether it's government, whether it's with in in financial institutions, you know, um, yeah. Mm. So that's that's one of the roles of community legal centres that is not part of the world of commercial law of a private law firm, right? Because there's no profit from that. Yeah, but there so. is. I mean, they, they they do the same thing to augment their profit. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that will do the exactly thing the they're same looking thing. for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but you do it the other <laughs> way sure. to help people. They not will do. Sure. They are yeah. doing it to help themselves to make I'm sure laws don't change. That. Oh my god! Mm. No, no comment. No comment. Do you team up with other entities in the community? Absolutely. Is it in, mm. when you're advocate uh, in advocacy mm. role, and who might yeah. they be in general? Um, Choice is one of our partners. Choice. Financial Counselling Australia is another one. Financial Counselling Victoria. Mm. Um, there are, there's another in New South Wales is Financial Rights, um, and uh, any and we have in at Consumer Action we have a um, sort of collection of who, what we call consumer champions, who are community legal centres from across the state, who, who um, work with us, and we gather case studies from mm. these, uh, 
all across the state and across the country. And, and it's the, I mean, this is your bread and butter, real stories about mm. real people. Mm. That's what we use and that's what all community legal centres use to get the message out there. Because you can talk about something in theory, you know, in a conceptual way and people are bored brainless. But when you talk about a real story, someone's real experience where they've been screwed over badly mm. um, and it's just one example of many, then people start to hear you and they and um, stuff gets done. Yeah, I just find it extraordinary that people get screwed over by these nice financial institutions, mm. but I assume it happens. <laughs> if you tell me it happens, I have to believe you. Mm-hmm. What I like about what you've been talking about, community legal centres and the consumer advocacy centres, is the fact that you've picked up both, this is an analogy, both the medical bag and the machine gun at once. Uh, yes, you'll need to explain that to me. The well, medical bag and, and the, the machine, machine gun. gun. Well, I quite like the machine gun idea. But <laughs> the medical bag. Now, you patch people up and, uh, and, and you try to uh, encourage change mm. politically through mm. changes in legislation. Mm. So you're doing both. You we know, do do both. And, and a lot, and a lot of organisations just do one or the other. They're either oh, active, you know, active yeah. activists pushing mm-hmm. a political bandwagon or well, people they, providing advocates, yeah. advocates people you know, or people mm-hmm. providing, you know, uh, generally, care. Yeah, it's so generally you, a community you've, legal centre sort of philosophy, mm-hmm. though, so it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a wraparound. Yeah, yeah. A wraparound. Yeah, it comes from the old yeah. Che Guevara decision he had to make as he was storming down the <laughs> gang blank. You know, okay. they'd been ambushed as when they hit Cuba and he was the doctor for the uh, rebels, about 74 of them, and only about, I think, 12 survived. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the gangplank, there was a machine gun because somebody had been killed, and there was a medical bag, and he picked up the machine gun, right? Oh, but you, you would, you're better. Mm. You picked up both yep. the bag and the machine gun. Yeah. So you make political change. The bags for patching Patch- up the people I shot. Yeah, no, they shot. <laughs> the people they shot. The but machine- you know, I mean, yeah. But mm. at the moment we're mm. working, and consumer issues are really. Mm. Part of everybody's life. Yeah, give us you an know, example. Buy, buy now, pay later. Scams. Oh my God, that's a huge area. We just that is getting so sophisticated. One of the financial counsellors at work told me how he nearly got sucked into a scam. Mm. Um, you know, so um, we're trying to, particularly with scams, we're trying to move the conversation to away from victim blaming. And into you know there needs to be some responsibility in these uh, financial well, I mean, this institutions. This is a great aphrodisiac for scams. Yeah, it's the best thing in it in, in, in a society like ours. Yeah, loneliness, capitalism. Loneliness. Mm. Mm. Well, it's not just um, mm. romance scams. There are mm. also. I mean, you've all heard the um, "Hey, mum, my my phone's," you know, the text that comes mm. in. Mm. "Hey, mum, my mm. phone's died. Mm. Can mm. you send me some?" That, they're much more sophisticated than that even now. They even can do, they can jump into the, you know, you might have, have a text conversation yeah. with your bank mm-hmm. and they can they can hack into the conversation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. drop in a, mm-hmm. they're absolutely out of control. They're really, and it's so good to see the government well, doing I, I don't some have I don't having, have, I have no problems with scams. Don't you have a phone, Joe? No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there we go. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. He's too smart for, for a, a smartphone. For a smartphone, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what No comment. 
convenience. <laughs> you know, they want convenience. I want peace and quiet. Oh, I, I get the occasional SMS telling me I've got a parcel to pick up, but that's as far as it goes. Okay. Yeah, so there is a solution to it. Turn your back on the technological revolution. Oh, you mean turn your back on participating in life? No, <laughs> no, no. I participate heavily in life. But uh-huh. you people, in inverted commas, listeners, uh-huh. not Sue. No, I'll count myself into that. I've got a smartphone in front no, of me right no. here. You, and I can I, see Joe's fart smartphone. Oh, I said fart. <laughs> I can assure you it's not a smartphone. Uh-huh. It's, it's phone. a fart phone. It's a fart phone <laughs> with a broken screen. <laughs> well, that's right. I use it for telephone calls. I was quite late to the whole smartphone yeah. thing. I only got mine about uh, three, five years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and she's never looked back. I haven't, yeah. yeah. It's been fantastic, yeah. I yeah. hate to They're say. They're really great. She's now got a profile in the, in the world. Before, <laughs> she was just a lonely little person. Like you, <laughs> with a fart have. phone. Yeah. So, Sue, what brought you to this Discrepant institution of three C. Well, one of my one of my roles was at a place called Communications Law Centre, and um, the history of that centre was to do um, the media law training here for all the broadcasters, all the volunteer broadcasters, except the very old ones. Yes, well, you know, there are some people we just can't help. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Touche. So, um, and. Um, so that became part of my role there, and mm-hmm. I just stayed on. And what do you mean became part of your role there? Well, the role of the of the the lawyer role that I was in at the communications law centre was included coming to 3CR to do the media law training as part of the training program. Yeah, but you could have just walked in, done the training, walked out. What is? You know, you're, you're around the all the training. time. You even do a bloody program. I understand. Oh, I know. Well, because I, you see, that was my that was my introduction to three CR and what an absolutely awesome place it is. And I love the philosophy here. That's what you're getting at. And the the um no, the no, community no, no. based. I, I'm just wondering why voices. Why a person of your intelligence, your experience, would waste her time doing a, a program at three CR? Oh, I mean, what's wrong I with you? Why aren't you the CEO? Because, because, because it's not wasted time. Really? It's valuable time. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, my belief is that change comes from the community, from grassroots, and that's my passion. Oh. And so you can't, the right kind of change, that is. Mm. Mm. And it comes from places like 3CR. And voices are aired here that are not aired given air in other places and mm. you know you only have to look at the 3CR program board to see that these amazing voices from all over the community and all over the world that are never heard anywhere else and they deserve the air mm. and um, and the contribution that they make is just outstanding and so- I love it I love it every every time I do a 3CR training in media law, I go around the room and ask everybody what their program is, and there's always new programs, and I just make it puts the biggest smile on my face. I just love it. Yeah. I think we should charge you. You should charge me with what? Coming? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> the lawyer—that's the lawyer answer. I think we should charge you money for the joy you get from mm-hmm. coming here. Mm-hmm. Unlike you. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I've never been. I've been waiting for a bribe for years. <laughs> Done by law. Yeah. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, only since 2019. I got raised. Only in. since 2019. Yeah. Four years only. Well, I've been at 3CR for longer than that. This is about, hmm, mm. I think it's about 2009, something like that. Mm. Mm. Have, you, have we had any interesting legal cases which we can discuss generally, mm. not specifically? Uh, usually... Oh, you mean on, on done by law? No, no, oh. but three CR, three CR. I mean, if you obviously you're providing three CR, three CR calls me in every now and again to listen to programs mm. that um, may be skirting um, precariously on the defamation right. <laughs> fence. So, so what, what what is defamation? Could you? A lot of our listeners say, "Why don't you say that, Joe?" Uh, and I say, "There are defamation laws, defamation. and free CR is bigger than the individual broadcast." And they say, "You coward!" Yeah. So you explain to people what defamation laws and what the consequences are. That's an entire three-hour. Oh, you can do training. it in two minutes. We've only got four minutes. <laughs> so defamation law is the law that surrounds injuring of reputation, and um, so. Obviously, when someone broadcasts stuff that's critical and of an organisation or a person, um, you can jump into that defamation pond mm. and the person can then um, sue the, yep. station. the station and the person, actually, mm. the broadcaster. And uh, so I just – what I do is teach – there are lots of tools that you can use to um, – protect the uh, station and the broadcaster but still get that really important information out there and so I te- that's what I teach the broadcasters how mm. to how to work cleverly with um, defamation and and get out get that radical radio out there because right. those voices mm. need to be heard and there's really important discussions that happen here so as snow season starts tomorrow <laughs> you are teaching people how to ski Basically, between laws, mm. you know. No, I'm not teaching no. them anything illegal. No, no, not illegal, to, but yeah. skiing. It's a little bit like tax evasion, legal tax <laughs> evasion. Mm. Skiing between the laws. Okay, I'll I'll go with that. Mm. Are you a good teacher? Absolutely. People love Sue. <laughs> well, that's they a, do. I'm sure people love Sue in her circle. Because Sue's passionate. And so that comes uh, across as a uh, trainer, you know? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. all right. well, I've never experienced Sue's training. Well, you need to come along, don't you? I can't Clearly. be bothered. I can't be bothered. He doesn't have well, the attention span. I don't have the attention you know, span at my okay. age. I, I, can't, I can't learn new things. He needs a smartphone first. <laughs> well, I need to be smarter before I get a smartphone. Now, Sue, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's Kelly's a, given us the sing, the signs. Another finger. Then another finger oh around the other God. way this time. Whatever you do, don't lick it. Friendly now, finger. that's the finger. Now, Sue, I would like to thank you, not mm-hmm. just for coming into the studio twice now, mm-hmm. to be interviewed by uh, the world's greatest producer. She should be producing Done by Law, Kelly Whitworth. Why? She can, no. she can come no, on. No, it's all run by panel. lawyers. But, yeah, but, but you, you need. Can come and panel? <laughs> you need technical panel. help. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I need technical help. I understand. I, that. I need help technically look, as well. Look, I'm going to do something. I no- sometimes I do with guests. Mm? I'm going to make you an ornament here at 3CR. Oh dear! We're I'm going to sure put you I... on the 3CR pine tree. Oh dear! And we're going <laughs> to 
Can't it be a eucalyptus tree? No, it's going to be. It's, it's a Norfolk pine. You can okay, relax. That's all, right. all right. And we're going to sh- hang your little light there. Okay. Thank you very much for all the volunteer work you've done here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for keeping 3CR on air because obviously, without people with your legal background and legal experience, the station could just disappear in one bad court case. It's my pleasure and my passion, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, you. I guess if you say so, I'll have to pack my things and go. That's right, you can roll, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. What you say? This away, cause I'll be back on my feet someday. Don't care if you do, cause it's understood. You ain't got no money, you just ain't no good. Well, I guess if you say so, I'll have to pack my things and go. That's right, hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. What you say? What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. Tune in to Done By Law. An informal and irreverent look at the law. Critical insights and analysis from diverse community perspectives. Done by law, 6pm Tuesdays. Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical community-owned media during our Radiothon. We'll be taking donations online, over the phone and in the station to help keep 3CR going for another year. Fierce, independent community media is vital and we need your support to keep radical voices and issues on the airwaves. The 3CR Radiothon kicks off in June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au. Call the station on 03 or drop in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during business hours. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. Did you enjoy listening to that podcast? 3CR is a community radio station, and you, the listener, are a part of that community. Right now, it's our Radiothon. We need you to pitch in with a few dollars to keep the station going. We can't do it without you. It's easy. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your donations really matter.